If you're struggling to get people into your course or coaching program or even join your email list, chances are that there is a loophole in your funnel. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if many of you don't even know what a sales funnel is and what a sales funnel can do to your business. On the other hand, some of you might be struggling to identify the loophole so you are aware that there's something wrong, but then you're not able to identify the loophole. And some of you might be working hours and hours on creating content, creating lead magnets, masterclasses, webinars. Um, but the reality is that you still have a small email list um, that is not converting. Or it's possible that you have a big email list, but still you, it's not converting. Okay. Now, I know the heading of this episode on the Guru Show is why Ida is not working for you. And so I'm going to talk about what Ida is and what a sales funnel is, because some of you um, might be new to this topic. So in part one of this episode, we are going to discuss what is IDA, what is sales funnel, and why it is not working for you. And it's possible, and I'm sure that you're doing all the steps that IDA talks up talks about, but then you're still not aware what what IDA is. So, so there's a huge probability that that's um, the scenario. And in part two of this episode, we are going to talk about the journey of the customer or anyone who lands up on your site, on your social media. What's the journey? What's the, the flow that they go through? Okay. And we are going to talk about the three phases. Basically, these three phases are kind of the steps to a successful and profitable sales funnel or just the funnel, okay? Then in part three of this episode, we are going to talk about how to create a sales funnel, right? We are going to see how working backwards can actually help you a lot, right? And then in part four, we're just going to summarize the whole episode and we're going to discuss the next steps as well, okay? So I hope you're ready. And so let's dive in. Okay, so part one is what is IDA and what is a sales funnel, basically. And so IDA is an acronym for the model that is used in marketing that describes the steps a customer goes through in the process of purchasing a product, okay? Now, it's not necessary that it always has to end up with the purchase. IDA can be applied at any stage of the funnel. In, in other words, it can be applied when someone connects with you on Instagram or just is just hanging out on your website or is hanging out in your Facebook group or Facebook page or YouTube channel or podcast, <laughs> okay? So like I said, IDA is an acronym, and so A stands for attention or attraction, okay, or awareness. In this, so 
what marketers are trying to say is that when someone sees your content for the first time, it should be attractive. It should grab their attention. Okay. Then I stands for interest, which basically means that your potential customer should be interested in what you're sharing with them. Okay. Your, your content should be interesting enough so that they give you their attention more and more often and engage with your, with your content. So the D stands for desire, which means that your content should arouse their, in their desire to connect with you more. And in other words, buy from you. Okay. And then the last A stands for action. And because you have created awareness, because you've got their attention, because you've created interest, because you have created the desire, now they're ready to take action, which means that they're ready to buy from you. Okay. So that's what IDA basically means. You first grab attention, you then create interest, you then create desire, and eventually you encourage people to take action. Okay. Now, many of us know this. Many of us know that awareness or attention means we create attention-grabbing content, okay? And so what people start doing is that they, they feel, they believe, they think that awareness means that we have to create more how-to content. We have to allow, we have to let people know that this is what it means. So for example, this episode is an example of an how-to content, of an awareness uh, content, of an attention-grabbing content, okay? Now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create awareness with this episode. I'm trying to create, um, I'm trying to aware my audience what a sales funnel is and what it can do to, to, do to their business. And so what people think is that all they have to do in the awareness stage or to grab people's attention or to create awareness is create how to content. Yeah. And then interest. Now what people think is interest means that people should be ready to buy from them because you have already created so much awareness. You have already shared so much how to content with them. You've already told them what's possible and what's not possible, okay? And so the next stage is to share the offer with them, right? And the next step, which is the desire. Now, people think that desire means that you have to really push your offer to them, okay? And when I say people, I'm sorry, I should say coaches and entrepreneurs or course creators. They think that, especially the new ones. So by desire, they feel that how can they make their offer lucrative? And so what they start doing is they start pushing their offer. They start sharing more and more bonuses. And this is where the problem begins because Ida doesn't mean that you have to create how-to content and then you have to immediately start pushing your offer and start to appear salesy and slimy. 
Ida doesn't mean that you have to create ample amount of bonuses to make, make your offer desirable. Ida doesn't mean that this is how people are going to take action. But so many course creators, so many new coaches, entrepreneurs are making this mistake of misinterpreting Ida model. Awareness, attention doesn't mean that you push a lot of how to plant it out there. Okay, and so many people think that awareness is how to content. Ida model doesn't say that in order to create interest, in order to raise desire, you should start sharing your offer and start sharing your bonuses and um, the incredible, incredible content that you've created for your people, <laughs> right? So what does Ida really means and how to rectify this prop, this mistake, this misinterpretation is what we are going to discuss today. I hope everything that I'm speaking, everything that I'm talking about is making sense to you. And I know so many people make this mistake. I have done the main, I've gone through the same rabbit hole. I've done, made the same mistake. So I know what it feels and I know I've been in those shoes. So, so. Trust me, whatever I'm going to share in this episode is tested. It comes out of knowing. It comes out of experience. And so stay with me till the end of the episode. All right. Now, a sales funnel or, or a journey is basically how someone gets to know you, how someone gets to trust you, to like you and eventually buy from you, okay? Now, notice I mentioned no like trust. Notice that I mentioned journey, right? So these are the things that we need to focus on. Having said that, I'm moving into part two of this episode where I'm gonna talk about the journey and the three phases of the funnel, all right? Stay with me. So normally, when people think of a sales funnel, they think that they have to pitch at the end of the funnel. So everything in their mind begins with the thought that they have to ask for money. And so they start putting more focus on asking for money. And that's, that's where the problem begins because their mind is always calculating how many hours they have put in, how, many, how much effort they have put in, and now they're ready to ask for money, okay? <laughs> but that's not the story of the sales funnel. A sales funnel doesn't mean that it always has to end with a love affair, right? Or rather, I should say, with a marriage. <laughs> so it's not necessary that it has to end with um, a purchase. And when I say that, um, what I'm trying to explain to you guys is that a sales funnel doesn't mean that you have to sell something. It basically means that you have to bring your potential customer into your funnel. You have to get them to know, like, and trust you. And that's the journey, right? That's the purpose of the funnel, to get to know you, like you, trust you. They will become your customers by themselves. 
that is their choice. That is their, their, yeah, I mean, that's their choice. You have nothing to do with it. You cannot push someone into buying from you. You know what I mean? But the truth is that if you are successful in creating content that is actually helpful for them, and when I say helpful, I don't mean just just ask, just start creating how to content. What I mean is something that molds their perception, something that motivates them to take action, something that tells them that it is possible for them if it is possible for you, okay? Or if it is possible for anyone else, it's possible for them as well. So something that molds their perception, their beliefs, their current beliefs, and motivates them to take action. If you can do that, my friend, they will be ready to buy from you on their own. You have to, you don't have to push your offer. You don't have to bombard them with your bonuses. Okay, I hope you're getting what I'm trying to say. So let's talk about this journey. Let's talk about the three phases. Now, keep in mind that this journey that I'm going to share with you in part two is basically the tip of the iceberg. Okay, so this is how it looks like to your audience. This is how it looks like when it goes out. Correct? But when you're working behind the scenes, when you're creating content, when you're creating the funnel, when you are uh, mapping out your offer and doing XYZ stuff, it doesn't have to be in the same order, all right? So the order in which you're going to work, so your actionable steps, okay? The order in which you're going to take action, we will discuss that in part three. Right now, we are talking about how this looks like to your audience. We are talking about the user experience, all right? Now, phase one, which I like to call mold, basically, this starts from step one, and step one is your traffic source or your source of traffic, okay? Now, this can be organic. This can be paid. So when I if you're if you if your uh, source of traffic is paid out, paid ads, then that means that you're running Facebook ads, you're running YouTube ads or Google ads, all right, or LinkedIn ads. But if your source of traffic is organic, right, that means that you are putting a lot of content out there to create awareness, to create to uh, to grab your potential customers' attention, all right. You're putting a lot of content out on Instagram, on on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Now that's the step one. Identify your traffic source. Is it going to be paid or is it going to be organic? That's the number one question. That's that's basically uh, the first place, the first step where your audience meets you. All right? Now, the second thing is your the, your, the content pieces that goes out that your audience sees for the first time, okay? Now, these content pieces may or may not have anything to do with your launch content, right? Now, launch content I'm going to discuss later in part two, 
But what I'm trying to say is that this is awareness stage. This is attention grabbing stage. So this content that you put out in this stage, the first step is basically your content pillars. And your content pillars are nothing but what, why, and, you know, some insight on the how as well. Okay. So what, why, and some insight on the how. And this constitutes your messaging. So this is the first time you're meeting your audience or your audience is meeting you. And how do you mold their perception or their beliefs? This is how you do that. You explain them what it means to be a coach, what it means to be a seven-figure, eight-figure, six-figure entrepreneur, what it means to be a successful course creator, okay? What they have to do in order to become a successful course creator. The why, why they should be doing it or why they can even do it. Like, you know, why is it, would it be possible for them to do it? So the what and the why, or why they should be doing what they're probably not doing in the moment, <laughs> right? Or at the moment. So this is your messaging stage. This is your mold their beliefs stage. This is when you are actually grabbing their attention. Now, it doesn't have to be how to content. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, the walkthrough videos because that's not, that's just a walkthrough video is just, you're showing someone the steps, you know, and so they can uh, go back sitting on their couch and do the follow the steps and do the same thing for their, for themselves, right? But this won't get them to like you. This won't get them to know you. This won't get them to trust you. You know what I mean? So in order to do that, in order to get them to like you, know you, trust you, we have to share content that actually molds their beliefs, that actually gets them out of the couch and gets them to take action. And so you start with your content pillars. You start with the what and the why and some of the how as well. All right. You start connecting on a deeper level with your audience. Now, once they're hooked, Okay, once they want to connect with you, then you take them to the next stage. And the next stage is sharing your best content with them in the form of a lead magnet or a masterclass, all right? Some kind of special or premium content. Now, keep in mind that this doesn't have to be, um, you know, a hundred page guide. It doesn't have to be a two hour masterclass. It can be a mini course, 30 minute mini course. It can be a lead magnet, but the idea is it should be quick and actionable. It should be actionable so they can walk away with steps that, that they can quickly take, right? So that's the idea. I mean, it shouldn't be like, for example, um, in my niche, I'm teaching people how to create and launch their online courses or, or programs. Now, if I start teaching people how to sell and my audience, my target audience is new course creators or new marketers or new VAs, new coaches, new entrepreneurs, 
what what's the purpose yes everyone would be excited to sign up to this masterclass or this freebie because everyone wants to learn how to sell but what's the purpose it's serving my audience is it immediate no first they have to master their messaging first they have to see who their target audience is first some of them might even have to find their niche before they actually start to create um attention grabbing content and so if i start pushing my selling content it doesn't make sense even though it's the most attractive content so i have to keep in mind that people who are coming to my podcast or my channel or my website if they're absolute beginners they're first looking on the information on first steps okay so depending on my target audience depending on the stage at where my audience is right now i have to start creating um this lead magnet or masterclass okay so i have to keep that in mind now this is also a part of molding their beliefs because when you're creating something that is going to be beneficial for them whether it's a masterclass or a lead magnet you have to help them come out of their current situation and help them move forward to take the next step plunge in the water all right so you have to keep that in mind so take a moment pause this episode and think of what is it that my audience will need to move from position a to position b position a being their current scenario position b being the next step all right the next stage when they actually want to go to position c all right now this can be this a to b can be your lead magnet all right so in phase 1 which is mold their beliefs what we are trying to do is first we are creating awareness we are grabbing people's attention by telling them what it means to go from a to z what it means to go from um b to z and why they should be going right now when they're ready when they start understanding that yes it's possible yes or at least or at least if not if if they're not con- convinced yet at least they feel that okay this person did it let's see what are the steps that this person took let's see what are the steps i can take and so your lead magnet should be a to b okay depending on uh, your target audience so then you grab their email id you grab their details and then we enter into phase 2 now phase 2 is all about motivation and persuasion okay so if you're listening to this episode carefully i'm sure that you noticed that not even a single time did i mention about creating more and more how to content in phase 1 phase 1 is all about getting you getting uh to know your sorry getting your audience to know you okay to maybe like you in phase 2 you will get to know your audience more and you will start 
to gain their trust and get them to like you. Okay, that's phase two. The phase two is motivation and persuasion. It's phase two of the funnel, stage two of the funnel. Okay, now whether you have a Facebook group, whether you are um, nurturing your audience through email sequences, or um, whether, yeah, so Facebook group or email sequence, either way, this, this follows, okay? Either way, this applies. So phase two is about motivation and persuasion. How do you do that? Well, number one step is to understand what your audience is, is how your audience is connecting with you, okay? What are the objections they are coming up with? What are the problems they are facing? Now, one of the way people do this is that they go into other Facebook groups and they start checking, they start seeing what other audience is asking questions. But that's not, that's not this topic is all about. This topic is all about someone who signed up to your lead magnet. What is this person looking from you? Okay, what is this person is looking... Um, how is this person connecting with you? Okay, so this is this episode is not about the research. Okay, research you can go into different Facebook groups, you can go on Google, you can go to different YouTube channels, and you can do the research. All right. Here I'm talking about what is this person who signed up to your lead magnet is asking from you or is looking from you because then you're going to get this person to like you, you're going to get this person's you're going to gain this person's trust. So whether you're connecting with this person on Instagram or Facebook group, inside Facebook group, or on an email sequence, make sure that you, um, number one, you read their comments, you read their objections. If they have any, you read their comments, right? And then step two is to send them a nurture email sequence. Now, nurture email sequences to motivate people to go from stage B to, uh, you know, further stages, further stages, further steps uh, on their journey. Now, how do you do that? You start sharing your case studies. You start sharing your other content material. You start connecting with this pe person on a deeper level. You start sharing your personal story, okay? So you're motivating them. You are persuading them in a way, okay? Now, once that is done, then comes the phase three. Now, phase two is super important because not only are you getting knowledge on more and more, more and more knowledge on this customer and how this customer is behaving, sorry, I'm saying customer, the potential customer. <laughs> You're also identifying the tweaks that you can make to your launch content, okay? So phase three is all about entreat, is all about asking, is all about inviting, and I like to call this phase move, all right? So phase one is mold, Phase two is motivation and persuasion. Phase three is move. Actually moving people. <laughs> okay, so now if you're just running Facebook ads and if you're not, um, you know, reaching your audience organically, then you probably in this phase are going to run retargeting ads. So 
whosoever engaged with your content in phase one, you're going to retarget those people again when you're asking them to uh, join your launch um, content, you know, masterclass or launch lead magnet. Now, keep in mind that they have already moved from position A to position B. And now they're ready to take action, okay? You've already motivated them. You've gained their trust. You've got them to like you. So in phase three, you have to be careful that launch sequence or the launch content that you're putting out there is not going to be similar or same as the content you put out in phase one. So phase one is your content pillars. Phase one is the what and the why. Phase one is your messaging, your, you know, your basic content, your awareness creating content, your attention grabbing content. Phase three is specifically focused on your offer, okay? Now, this is also the time when you're creating your sales pages, you are creating your launch email sequence, you're creating your um, special masterclasses, your bonuses, your offer, you're doing all the stuff in the phase three, right? So, in the beginning of this podcast, this episode, I mentioned that Ida might not be working for you because you're... Your understanding of attention or awareness is putting out a lot of how-to content. Your understanding of interest and desire is putting out your offer in front of your audience and asking them to pay you. Now, you must be thinking, this is exactly what I'm discussing, right? This is exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about phase one, phase two, phase three. There's a difference, though. And the difference is that you're not asking people to pay you before they are ready. Okay? You're creating as much. You're trying to make this process as much frictionless as possible. You're trying to get them to know you like you trust you. You're not asking them for money again and again and again. Okay, so that's the difference. And that's most that's the mistake most people make because they think you put out some basic content and then you just ask for money. Okay, so that's the difference. Now, I hope that part two is making sense to you. I'm also going to give you an example. So let's say when someone joins your Facebook group, why are they joining their, your Facebook group? Because either they saw you in some other group or they connected with an ad uh, that was run on your Facebook page. And then they saw this button that basically uh, led them to your Facebook group. Immediately when they join the, your Facebook group, they want to know more of you, right? They want to know what you do. They want to know how you talk to your audience. They want to know you, really. And so what do you do? You start sharing some of your content, some of the basic content, the content pillars with them, okay? And then when they're ready, you share your lead magnet with them. And once that is done, then you take them on a different journey and then eventually you start, invite them to become a part of your launch sequence. If they're interested, they will join. 
If not, they will not. That's it. You don't push them to buy anything from you. Okay? So, that being said, let's move on to the part three of this. So, when creating a sales funnel, the very first thing that you have to do is to map out your offer, its benefits, and the possible objections that prospects may have. That could hinder them from purchasing your course or program, right? That's our N minus one goal. It's not the nth goal. It's not the end goal because even when someone purchases, even after someone purchases something from you, you just don't leave them hanging, okay? You have to still nurture them. You still have to take care of them. And so that's why I call it that purchasing is your N minus one goal. For instance, pretend that you're an algebra teacher who developed a course targeted for a teenager, teenaged homeschoolers. One of its main benefits is the fact that it will allow the parent to rely on your expertise to teach their kid, rather than on their questionable math skills. <laughs> More than that, though, your course comes with engaging and interactive activities that will enable the, the student enable the student to quickly grasp the fundamentals of algebra. This you claim is in stark contrast to the average run-of-the-mill curriculum, which is based on boring textbooks and outdated teaching methods. However, prospects would probably be worried about its cost, its effectiveness, and its level of engagement. After all, no parent wants to drop hundreds of dollars for something they can't even get their child to focus for five minutes. And I hope you agree with that. So mapping out your offer, the benefits of the course, and the potential objections of your prospects will influence the rest of your sales funnel. Not only will it help you craft your emails and sales pages, but it will also help you identify what platforms are best for your brand. So you have to sit down and do this so that you can actually decide what content goes out in which phase. To put it in short, word, short words, yeah. Now, once you've finished mapping it all out, it's time to identify your content, okay? So number one, the how, the paid content, okay? Which is actually going to be part of your coaching program or your main online course. Number two, your launch content. What is it? How is it that you're going to convince, Not convince is not the right word, how is it that you're going to move your audience from point B to point to further in the funnel so that they can eventually achieve or reach point C, right? So what is that launch content? You have to sit down and figure that out. Number three is your content pillars, the content that goes out in phase one. So for example, let me give you my own example. Suppose I'm creating a course, how to create an online course, okay? How, how to create and launch your online course. Now, the end goal, position Z, means that you have learned how to launch your online course. You have 
gained the 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 tactics, the strategies, the insight on what works and what doesn't work. And now you know that how to launch an online course and also how to create an online course. So when I'm launching this course or when I'm trying to sell this course or you know offer it to you, I will talk about what it means to launch an online course, what it means to uh, really amplify the the scope of your launch so that you can make more sales, right? And I'm gonna talk about all of that, but I'm not gonna talk about those strategies or you know how you can amplify all of that, how you can really um, do all of that when I'm creating my phase one content because phase one content means that you're absolutely new to my content. You're, you, you're meeting me for the first time. And so at that time, I have to be careful about what I'm sharing with you. And in that moment, at that point in time, I'd be talking about the what and why of this online course business and the mistakes that most people do and what is keeping them still at position A. So I'm motivating them from moving from A to B, okay? That stop making these mistakes, stop doing this, prefer doing that, and so that you can move from A to B. And when they are at position B, now I'm gonna pitch them my freebie. That could be um, profitable course idea. I have a mini course, if you want, I can link that uh, and you can subscribe to my free mini course on your profitable course idea. And so once people get into that course, people get to see that how they can find that profitable course idea. Now, once they're done that, done, now once they're through with that mini course, now they are ready to dive into actually creating the online course, which means if I'm launching a course on how to create an online course, I need to take them from this position B to further in the funnel, which means I have to be careful that they already have the idea, the, the course topic in their mind. So my messaging needs to be on point. All right, my friends, I hope this is making sense to you guys. Now, anyways, once that is done, so you sit down, you map out your offer, you, you plan out what you're going to share with your audience in phase one, in phase two, in phase three, you will map out um, what will go in your in your paid content. You will map out what will go on your sales page now because you have all the objections already written down. You have already written down all the ID, all the questions that your audience has been asking you um, in your Facebook group or in some other competitors' Facebook group. You can note all those down and you can use those questions. You can use those uh, topics in your email sequences in your phase one or phase three or phase two, okay? So plan that out. And then once you've written that, once you've planned, and when I say plan, I'm not saying that sit down and start creating that content, okay? I'm just saying that you come up with what's going to be your content pillars. In my case, whenever I share my phase one content, my content pillars are what are the core, what are the mistakes course creators are making? Okay. And what it really means to create an online course. These are my content pillars. This is what I talk about uh, whenever I meet my audience for the first time. And uh, what are the myth, myths, what are the beliefs that they've been carrying 
and what needs to change for them. So this is how my people meet me. And once they're ready to create an online course, I share my mini course with them, which is uh, your profitable course idea or course creation roadmap. Okay. And then I take them further into the funnel and eventually share them my launch sequence. Anyway, so I hope you're, I hope you're getting all of this. And so when it, when you're mapping this all out, you can also sit down, like I said, a few minutes ago that you can also figure out what will go in your e nurture email sequence, what will go in your launch email sequence. You don't have to sit down and create all the emails. You don't have to sit down and write all the emails right away, but you can, you'll still have something in your mind. Okay, this is the email one. Email one, I'm going to talk about uh, this limiting belief. This is email two. Email two, I'm going to share a testimonial. Email three, I'm going to talk about um, how they can work with me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that. So when this is done, my friend, you are ready with your funnel. Now, keep in mind that funnel doesn't always mean that you have to pitch at the end. The funnel can also mean that you're just becoming acquainted with your audience. You're just allowing them in your funnel. You're just allowing them to become a part of your community. Even then, you are going to share your content according to phase one, phase two, which is, you know, mold their beliefs and motivate and persuade them. Okay. And here's a summary for you. When I say mold their beliefs, you're going to share content that actually moves them from position A to position B. Position A is their current position. They are stuck in that position right now. They don't know what to do. Okay. Or they're making some mistakes like you guys are making. This particular episode is all about, um, you know, making you aware why Ida is not working for you, right? And Ida is not working for you because you're putting out a lot of content out there without considering whether it's working or not, or whether it even it should be out or not, right? And then that's the mistake. So, um, so yeah, so I'm shifting your focus from your current knowledge of Ida, and I'm shifting it to a new knowledge, a new knowing on Ida, which is that attraction or awareness means that you share what it really means to move from position A to position B or position C. Okay, that's the content you need to share. You shift their beliefs, you mold their perception, you mold their beliefs, okay? And then interest basically means that once you're done with moving them from A to B, now they want to sign up to your lead magnets. Now they want to sign up to your main, you know, your um, longer form of content. Okay, so that's the interest. They're ready to do that. So interest doesn't mean that you pitch your offer, but that's what most people do. They think that, okay, I've put out a lot of how-to content on YouTube. I'm putting out a lot of how-to content on Instagram. I'm creating a lot of walkthrough videos. Now people must be ready to buy from me. So let's just pitch something to them, right? That's what they think interest means, but that's not true. 
The next phase is motivate and persuade. You motivate by sharing other people's case studies. You motivate by sharing testimonials. You motivate by sharing the actionable steps and that it's totally doable, okay? And then comes the third stage, which is desire. Desire comes when you actually share your launch sequence. That, that actually ignites the, their desire, okay? Once that is done, we come to action, and action is when people actually enroll in your program. So follow whatever instructions, whatever steps, action step, actionable steps I've shared in this episode. Let me know what you think. Um, the link to my free Your Profitable Course Idea course is in the notes. I hope you like it. And um, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> And yeah, stay tuned. I love you guys. Thank you for listening.